Well, it's so good to be with you all this morning. Um, I, if you missed last week, I'm Ashley Alley Crawford, and I got to preach last week um, prior to Jeff leaving for vacation and got to talk about the, the subject of prayer. And so um, he, he teed, I, I, te- I guess I teed myself up, Jeff assigned the topics, but I teed myself up for something that, that aligns really closely um, in this idea of prayer. Uh, that we're going to be talking about today. Well, um, my name is Ashley. I work for the annual conference, if we've never met before. Uh, So I serve in ministry with the Methodist Church here in Nebraska and also in Kansas. And I do work related to our credentialing process for all of our clergy and get to help people who are kind of feeling a call to ministry. So it's a joy to be with you all here and and preaching here today. Um, I did mention last week that I hoped I had matching shoes. Today I do. You can see those of you who were, um, I'm sure, waited with bated breath to find out if I got to get rid of the boot. I did. So I'm I'm very grateful for that today. But I'm also grateful for Jeff's invitation to come and preach uh, here today and for his leadership and witness here at Trinity. And and hope that they have a wonderful vacation. Well, uh, it's something that, that is kind of a, a trend, a, a, cra- a health craze in these last few years, you may have heard of. It's called intermittent fasting. I don't know if anyone here is acquainted with it, if you've done a little research in it, but you know, it's, it's uh, not very common that, um, that something that also has a spiritual kind of connotation would be a health craze, but, but here we are. So if you don't know what intermittent fasting is, it's, it's a cycle of uh, eating um, and and, and not eating for periods of time. Now, clearly we all do this. We all go to sleep at night. And so there's hopefully eight hours where we're not eating, but intermittent fasting is a little bit more intentional than that. Um, it's a rhythm. Maybe sometimes people go, you know, 12 hours, 18 hours, some even 20 hours um, where they don't eat and then they eat during a window of time. So, so this, is, um, this is not a sermon to talk about the benefits or the dangers of intermittent fasting. <laughs> but I find it so interesting that this thing that um, is really common um, has deep religious roots and has, um, there's a level connected to it um, that has some scriptural concepts. And so, um, so we may think of fasting for a couple different reasons. Maybe you know that it's a blood sugar thing, and if you go to the doctor and get blood work, you may think of fasting in that connotation. You may think of it in terms of this health, uh, this health thing. Um, but when we think about it from a religious perspective, sometimes it's one of those things that we think belongs to um, a, a category of people um, that are in that like super religious or um, that that things that people do, but like down to earth Christians, we don't we don't necessarily do or we don't have to do any more. Well, uh, I want us to think about this idea of fasting, the intentionality behind it, and, um, and, and share, bring, it to our, bring it to our minds here today. The first time that I was introduced to fasting, it was actually through when I was in high school, and it was through Lent. Um, maybe you think of Lent um, as having a fast, maybe not, but but I, it was something that my Catholic friends did. I didn't know that Protestants could do fasting, or indeed had a rich tradition with fasting. It took me going to college at a Methodist college, where all of a sudden I was introduced to this idea um, of fasting related to Lent, um, and not 
only is it just a thing for Lent, but it was something that John Wesley, who was the founder of the Methodist movement, he taught, he practiced. It was something that he called a means of grace, which for him was a way that we can intentionally, some practices we can do to intentionally make ourselves open to, to encounter God. So I was a little dubious with this idea of fasting, to be quite honest, um, but I started to kind of dabble a little into this idea as a spiritual practice back when I was in college. Now, everything I've said up to this point about fasting has related to food, and that's typically what we kind of think about, that fasting for blood sugar. We think about fasting oftentimes in, in something with intermittent fasting, and when I want, I want us to think about this idea of fasting from a, from in a spiritual sense. It could include food. It it probably does, um, but it might not. And and I offer that simply to say that um, that sometimes fasting from food may or may not be a good thing for us to do. Now here's a here's a metaphor for you. Uh, the reason I was wearing that boot is that I have an Achilles injury, and I love to run. And ordinarily, running is a really good healthy practice. Well, with an Achilles injury, it's not. <laughs> it's not a good thing to do. Same thing goes for us with this idea of fasting, is that there are times, circumstances in our lives that we might, that fasting from food, if we're diabetic, if we maybe struggle with an eating disorder, fasting is not a good spiritual practice for us. And it's just something for us to be aware of um, as we think about that. So it's important to remember that fasting um, can sometimes feel like a legalistic thing around food. And I want us to open our, our hearts and our, um, our minds here to the idea that maybe fasting um, is more than just that. Um, it, it's, it's possible that it can help us create space in our lives uh, to encounter God. We can do that for fasting from things besides food. We can do that fasting from technology, perhaps maybe um, even fasting from spending money, um, discretionary money, uh, all kinds of different things that we can do. But all that being said, is fasting then relevant for us today? Is it even a good idea? Don't we, aren't we people who can live in the freedom of the goodness of God? Why do we need to restrict these things that are, that are good for us in other ways? And how in the world is it connected to an idea of spiritual power? Well, as I mentioned, fasting is indeed an ancient concept. It's a biblical concept for us. We read about it in the Old Testament um, in places in, in, in Genesis. There's elements of it there in Exodus and the Psalms and the prophets for sure. Uh, we got to hear a word from the prophet Joel. The book of Esther has a, has a famous fast associated with it. In the Old Testament, fasting is a ritual. It's a part of something that would be done in it by a community for repentance. Um, it might be lament. It might be um, an element of joining together in worship uh, and, and there being fasting there. It's, it's tied to the idea of prayer. Uh, they also fasted in the Old Testament when they made war. Now, all of these things, except for the making war part, are things that, that are intended to kind of draw people closer closer to God. Um, and, and so repentance and, and, and intercession and lament and worship, these were all things that clearly uh, fasting, when it was a part of it, was intended to draw near to God, to hear God's will, to, uh, to be attentive um, to, to, the, to a posture of, of God. 
So, so this is the Old Testament teaching. Now, all of a sudden, Jesus comes in, and what is he saying about fasting? We got to hear Ethan read some, some of Jesus' words and Jesus' experience around fasting. And I find the Matthew 6 uh, chapter passage here very convicting because he doesn't say, if you fast, he says, when you fast. And he says, when you give to the poor. Um, it's not really an option for the, the people um, that, that Jesus was teaching. So um, I, I don't want to heap false guilt or false expectations on us, but I want us to hear, to think about this idea of fasting from a posture of, of what Jesus is, is getting behind, what he's teaching about. Now, it was a very common part of their community, um, and in fact, it's a part of the Day of Atonement, the High Holy Day for the Jewish audience, the Jewish listeners that would have heard Jesus say these words that day. And in doing so, um, they would have um, they would have known that they were fasting. It was something the whole community did. I don't think that Jesus is talking about that kind of fasting. I think he's talking about a different kind of fasting. Now, there were lots of minor days in which fasting was a part of it. Um, and, uh, and, and, and those are the kinds of things that somebody might have wanted to say, look at me at how religious I am. And then they would have put on the sackcloth and they would have looked gaunt and not brushed their hair. And well, it was an invitation for everybody to see how religious they were and how faithful they were in doing in, uh, in fasting on those days. So Jesus um, was, was speaking to the tendency that sometimes we do things religiously, spiritually, with practices that really aren't for us. We really sometimes do them because we're trying to put on um, a, a posture. We're trying to look, um, look good, look a certain way to other people. So Jesus is saying, when you fast, don't try to look gaunt and don't try to look super spiritual. Don't, in fact, don't even tell anyone that you're doing. Now, tell that to Facebook, <laughs> um, you know, where we announce everything um, oftentimes. Uh, so don't post this on Facebook or Instagram or make some sort of obscure little um, allusion to, to, to this fast that you're doing a part of. Rather, this fast is about you being able to talk to your father. Go to that secret place where your father will speak to you. So what Jesus is doing is he's saying, we've done this fast for a long time because we've been told to do it. We've done it in community. We've done it um, in for repentance. But here's the thing. Fasting is not about a public display. Rather, fasting actually is something that happens in, an inner in our inner world. It happens internally. It does have results externally, but it's, it's really about an inner orientation, an inner posture to meet God. It seemed that, like us today, oftentimes we do an action with completely missing the point. And that's what Jesus invites us um, to, to as we think about this idea of fasting. So he, tell, he told them in Matthew 6 um, to, um, to, to make sure that their heart was right, to have the, the motivation, an internal orientation to God. But for what purpose? 
Well, I think we can begin to see that from the second passage that we saw, um, or that we heard Ethan read for us today. So in that second passage, it's a passage where um, Jesus meets the, the tempter, the, the accuser, the devil. And he's, uh, have, he's in a time, of four, a period of 40 days, and he's been out, um, he's been out fasting, he's been out praying. And here we, here we find Jesus at the end of this time, and he's being, he's being tempted to do several different things, one of which probably was very tempting. He says, if you can do anything, it is well within your power, right, Jesus, to do anything. So turn these these stones into bread. Now, you know, potentially he's at the end of his time. Potentially he could have without breaking his fast. But what did Jesus say? Jesus said um, that the man does not live, humans, we do not live on bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. I think that what Jesus is pointing our attention to is that in a time of being uh, set aside, I actually don't think Jesus was at his weakest. He might have physically been in a weak state, but in this season of of set-aside time, of intentional fasting, of being withdrawn, he actually was was 100% in alignment with his father. He was actually in a place of uniting, actually in a place of fellowship um, in the midst of his fast. So fasting does something for us. It actually um, creates a sense of clarity, creates a sense of resolve, creates a sense of what is, what is priority, and, and rem- reminds um, us that we don't have to just live by the, the desires of our body and the things that are, that are, that are good for us, our, that our nutrition, but we actually can live. Um, we, we actually get our, our grace, we get our strength, we get our power um, from every word that proceeds from the, the mouth of God. So there's an inner orientation with fasting, um, and our motivation is, is not to show it off to other people. There's um, a goal of fasting in uniting with Christ. And Joel reminds us that it's something that is, can be done communally. It's something that can be done by a community. So in the, the book of Joel, that whole, the whole book of Joel is, is him inviting the people into a deeper place as a community. And he says in these words, um, to call together for a fast, to, to, to unite and to call together for a fast. Now, um, this was a practice, a common practice, to lament as the people of God. We don't, we don't do that very often, funerals certainly, um, but, but we don't often call together, come together um, for a time of, of lamenting together. We see vigils pop up um, after tragedies. We see, um, you know, cemeteries that, that host, um, you know, visitors at certain times of the year. These are ways that we sort of do it in our culture. But, but I think that um, what the prophets are calling to mind is that, um, but that by having a community of people call, coming together with a fast, um, you're not worried about sort of the, all the distractions and all the things that it takes a lot of work to get food together for a group of people. Okay, let's not do that. Let's focus our hearts um, in on the, to, be, to be able to have a posture of attentiveness, a posture of humility. You see, I think that there's something about physical hunger that actually makes us more attentive to spiritual hunger. 
when we are in a place of vulnerability that we can begin to name uh, the things that we're really hungry for. So I asked earlier, is it even a good practice for us uh, to, to, to do fasting? What about uh, the fact that we do have freedom in Christ? And what it, how's the connection here between fasting and spiritual power? Now, I think this is fasting for me has been one of those like ninja Jesus things. I think it's about one thing. I think it's about like giving up food or giving up technology. Um, and in the midst of the saying no to these things, then Jesus says, actually, it's really about these things over here. Uh, what fasting has 